Hello, and welcome to the Mama Mentor Podcast. My name is Joyce, and here we talk everything life. So I'm back out at the farm, and everything is doing great. So I want to touch back on the gardening episode that I did a few weeks ago, and hopefully you guys have all been getting your containers started. So... For those of you who haven't listened to the garden episode, go back and listen to it. It's amazing. I think so anyway. I think you'll love it. So basically the premise was is to get two as big as you can afford containers, fill them up with like potting soil and compost and and slow release fertilizer and then just plant seeds in one of vegetables and in the other one of flowers. And the point of all that is to just get started. Like everything new that we try in our life, getting started is just the best way to do. Just jump right in. Don't worry if you don't have any knowledge. Don't worry if you have any experience. Don't even worry if you're a self-proclaimed black thumb. This will work. Honestly, it'll work. Gardening is not that... Hard. it really isn't it really isn't it's there's things you can perfect technique varieties placement all of that but the basic premise is the same put seeds and or plants in a pot or in the ground it's just that simple so for those of you who haven't started it's not too late There is lots of things. It's like the middle of July. There's lots of things that you can still put in the ground if you haven't yet put anything in. Um, And when I say ground, I mean ground, raised flower bed, the two pots that I was wanting everyone to get started. So if you haven't started yet, get your pots, get your soil, get your slow release fertilizer. Um, I like to use organic versions of everything. That's just a personal preference I have. Um, I could talk on a whole other podcast of why I like that but I just do but you do you the basic idea that I had behind doing this and why I was encouraging you guys all to do this is because groceries especially produce has kind of gotten a little bit out of hand stuff is expensive lettuce is expensive tomatoes are expensive you know just about anything you can think of is expensive And this gives you a way to grow your own, which always tastes better. Let's be honest. There's a reason we all go to the farmer's market. It's because we want that fresh grown produce. But to also have the joy of doing it. It's fun to plant seeds and then water them and wait for them to grow and then harvest them at the end. And I got to do a little bit of that today. So today I pulled the very first vegetable off the farm. And it was a zucchini. So I planted, I'm trying to think of when I put this in. So I did a four by four. So four foot by four foot raised garden bed, just kind of out in the middle of the yard. I used reclaimed lumber to build it. Uh, The posts in the corner, I literally used like pieces of log that we had cut down from trees when we were taking some deadfall down in the fall and in the spring. And I just used that. And then I did buy bagged soil. I bought some organic bagged soil. Combination of 
garden soil, potting soil, and manure. And then I put slow release. Actually, I didn't put slow release fertilizer in this bed because I'd forgotten to bring it out with me. So it was just the soil and the seeds. I didn't start anything in this four by four plot from bedding plants. It was all seeds. I was just rows of seeds, all kinds of seeds. And it's growing really well. And that's where I harvested the zucchini from. Now I'm gonna say that it was, I wanna say it was at the beginning of June. So we're talking six weeks. So six weeks, and I'll double check, I'll double check on this. I'll put it in another podcast when I actually started this, because we're gonna keep going back to this all summer. But I'm gonna say six weeks from seed in the dirt to today I pulled a zucchini, their fruit. I know zucchini is a vegetable, but technically, horticulturally speaking, botanically speaking, if it produces food that you eat from a flower and then a and then a thing, it's a fruit. So tomatoes are fruit, zucchinis are fruit, pumpkins are fruit, that kind of thing. I know they're actually a vegetable, but it's the fruit of that plant. And it was probably, well, it was almost the length of my arms, so I'm gonna say a good foot long. And there's other ones growing on it. So I will be harvesting off of this zucchini now very regularly for the rest of the season. From, now I do put two seeds when I do squash and pumpkins and stuff like that. So we'll just say two seeds. So from two seeds into some dirt, um, it has been non-nature watered three times. Twice by me, once by my son. Other than that, it's just rain, sunshine. Like I said, I forgot the slow release fertilizer. So it hasn't even had any fertilizer. And I'm already getting stuff off of it. And I'm looking at the peas in there. I'll be getting peas soon. Um, the lettuce, I've been able to harvest lettuce for, oh, weeks now. Weeks, probably the better part of a month. And it's that cut and come again lettuce. So again, I can just cut it and come again. Um... The carrots are doing amazing. I'm going to actually pretty soon, because lettuce you can only cut and come again so many times and then it kind of withers. So I'm gonna take the lettuce out and replace it with the spinach. The calendula is doing good. I'm gonna start harvesting the flowers off of that because I'm going to dry those and make a calendula salve. It's not that hard. You can Google it, you can look it up. When I'm actually gonna make it, I'll go over what I'm doing and the recipe and everything like that. So if you wanna do it too but it's amazing and the sunflowers are ready to bloom like they'll be blooming any day now i'm so excited and that was four foot by four foot so the the premise like i said of doing these garden pots these big pots or if you have room to put four by four square in i would do one that's vegetables and one with flowers because who doesn't love a bouquet of cut flowers and just seeds, just get whatever seeds touch your fancy. You know, have a mix, have sunflowers and asters and zinnias and, and snapdragons and just anything that you like. It's, it's, it's your bouquet, put whatever you want in it. But for the vegetables, it's really about replacing those trips to the store. 
So what I suggest, if you haven't started yet, or if you want to start another one, there's still time, but think about the things that you like to eat on a regular basis. Like I like to put tomatoes on and lettuce on ever or spinach or both on every sandwich that I eat. Same with salad. I put lettuce and spinach in it. So lettuce and spinach is something that I buy all the time. Same with tomatoes, buy them all the time. And I prefer Roma tomatoes to buy because I can cut them up and put them on sandwiches, but they're also super really great to make my tomato sauce from. So I plant Roma tomatoes because now that's three things I don't have to buy. I don't have to buy spinach. I don't have to buy tomatoes and I don't have to buy lettuce. And clearly now I don't have to buy zucchini and I won't be buying peas. And now I know sometimes people get into this and they're like, I'm going to grow years worth of food. I'm going to grow enough food, put it up, and then I won't have to buy anything all over winter. That can seem daunting. If that's your, if that's your starting point, that's going to seem overwhelming. Which is why I suggest just the two big pots or two plots or two raised beds. And just be mindful of trying to replace for as long as you can stuff that you normally buy. Do you buy peppers? Plant peppers. Do you buy tomatoes, plant tomatoes, you know, um, growing pumpkins is, is fun. I wouldn't suggest doing it in the pot just because it's going to take up the whole pot. So, and unless you're like, you like to eat pumpkin at every meal, it's kind of, that's a lot. That's a lot of precious real estate to take up with a pumpkin. Um, I do have pumpkins in my city garden in, in a, actually in a big giant pot and Going into it, I knew it was, you know, valuable real estate that I was taking up, but I just wanted to do it, so whatever. You know, but if you've got a little more space, maybe put in a, um, like I did with the four by four beds, put in a zucchini plant, put in a, a spaghetti squash. Lots of people are growing those because they like to eat them. I'm trying to grow as many things in my city garden and in my four by four raised bed out at the farm of stuff that I normally eat so that I can, instead of buying it, I can just pick it. And that to me is a good place to start. Whether you're starting fresh in gardening or like we are, we're starting fresh at the farm with new area. You know, we'd all love to just, you know, date of possession, just start plowing up that back 40 and, you know, little house on the prairie it till we've got enough food for us and the whole village for the next two years. Unless you don't have a job and also have a copious amounts of money, that's not really a doable solution. So start small, wherever you are, whether balcony, backyard, you just bought a farm, start small. Unless there's already a garden spot, then you can go a little bit bigger. But start with the idea of replacing things out of your diet that you normally eat. And start with that. And then, like I said, then the other container have the flowers. Because then, throughout the summer, you can be picking your vegetables and eating fresh and saving that money and feeling better because, you know, it's very farm-to-table, no pun intended. And you'll really enjoy it. And it will kind of get that urge to garden gr growing in you. Where you're like, okay, what else can I do? Maybe next year I'll make a third pot, or maybe next year I'll like I don't I have the one four by four garden bed. I do have a field garden too. We just recently put that up in at the beginning of July. And stuff is growing in there, and hopefully we will be getting a harvest. But for now, for when we started this, 
I had time, energy, and supplies to do one 4x4 raised bed. Now, the long-term plan is to have that be nine of them. So there's going to be three rows of three. And I'm just going to build them as supplies come into my life, as dollars come into my life, as time and energy comes into my life. And each one of those is going to represent more food that I can grow to put on my table and less that I'm getting at the store. And that, for me, is how I approach gardening. What am I buying that instead of buying, I can grow easily? And there's so much you can grow easily. You like butterhead lettuce? Who doesn't? Grow those. They're easy. Lettuce and spinach and radishes, if you like them, I don't, so I don't grow them. Beets grow quickly. Carrots, they take a little bit longer, but there's nothing like a freshly grown carrot. Peas are great, and flowers are amazing. Like, how amazing would it be to be able to pick a bouquet of flowers, say, weekly or even bi-weekly, for your home? That alone, I don't know if you've ever priced out a fresh bouquet of flowers that's fairly big. You're talking anywhere, depending on where you get them, we're talking 45 to $90. So if that's something that you're regularly um, getting for yourself, then you could be saving 90 to $180 a month just by growing them yourself. So that already is some savings. And then if you were, you know, picking your tomatoes for your sandwiches and your soups and your and your pasta sauces from your from your growing area instead of buying them that adds up too and then the lettuce and then the spinach and then maybe some peas and carrots and then you can branch out from there but that's the whole point is to get some knowledge and you'll learn on the way like you honestly will you will learn beans grow really fast like really fast i put bean seeds in the ground July 1st and we're only like I said a few weeks into July and they're already six inches tall the plants and they were just right into the garden no they weren't transplants it was seed in soil slow release fertilizer cover let nature take its course because out in the field we also don't have a way to water that so we have to rely on what mother nature will water on us so it could have been perfectly dry the whole time and nothing grew but it wasn't and so they're six inches tall in a few weeks so we're going to get a lot of beans our potatoes that we put out in the field they're already six inches tall as well so you know come you know august september we probably be able to harvest potatoes like at the end of september beginning of october so we're talking like they've got a lot of time still left so we're going to have Potatoes and beans for sure out in the field. Um, I don't know about the squash and the pumpkins because I've literally never grown those from seed out in a field. I've never actually had a field garden. So all of this is an experiment. I'm hoping the carrots do well. There's some onions in there. There's lavender in there. There's beets. I think the beets will do good because they're also, you know, pretty standard. The corn, I don't know. It's, it's up. It's about four inches tall. Don't know if that's gonna have enough time, because like I said, everything was planted July 1st out in the field. Don't know if that's gonna produce us some corn for the fall. But that's the thing is we're learning. And that's the whole point of this experiment with those two big
big growing containers. And like I said, whether they're the biggest pot you can find, whether you can build yourself, <coughs> excuse me, whether you can build yourself a four by four raised bed, whether you can build yourself several four by four raised beds, maybe you already have raised beds and they're just a little weedy and you're like, well, I'd like to put them to use. So weed them, top them off with a, a couple bags of manure, stir it in and start slow release fertilizer and seeds. Just throw some stuff in. You know, and you know, if your garden centers and your greenhouses still have some bedding plants of flowers and vegetables and stuff, put those in too. And just learn what grows good in your home area. What what's gonna grow good? How long is it gonna take from the time you put the seed or the bedding plant in till you're getting to harvest on? Those are things you need to learn. Write it down. Keep a garden journal. Garden journals are amazing. It's a great way to record the day you planted, what you planted, how you planted them. Did you add manure? Did you add slow release fertilizer? Um, what was the weather that day? You know, what had the weather been like for the few weeks? Like, has it been really nice and moist? And, and you know, because from year to year, you'll be able to look back and be like, oh, well, if I just had this particular plant in the ground two weeks earlier, I would have gotten a better harvest. And that can help you plan for next year. So journal everything when it comes to your garden. Everything. When you first saw the seed pop up, when it started getting its true leaves, when it, you know, what was the date when it was six inches high? What was the date when it was a foot high? What was the first day you were able to pick something off of it? A great way to do this is, I know on my phone, I have an iPhone. Love the iPhone products. Um, and no, this is not sponsored, although I wish it was. <clears throat> not that I think they could give me anything because I pretty much have it all. I've got the iPad, iPhone, iWatch, or Apple Watch, I guess it's called. It's not called an iWatch. Um, but I would love for them to sponsor it anyway. But the nice thing about my phone is if I take a picture, like today when I harvested the zucchini, I took a picture of the zucchini and I put my foot in the picture so you could see the size compared to my foot. But it dates the pictures. So like if I forget to write in my journal, I can be like, oh, I need to write that in my journal. And I can go back and scroll through my pictures and go, oh, so on this date is when I picked my first zucchini. So I can compare that to like, okay, this is when I put the seeds in. This is when I've got to pick. And I can see, okay, how many days on the farm is it from seed to fruiting? And those are going to be important dates for me to keep in mind for next year when I'm planting because then I can kind of arrange my growing season for when I want stuff and I like to grow zucchini um I'm not really successful at it I know they say anybody can grow zucchini but I think we all have that thing that we can grow like I can grow lettuce and I can grow tomatoes to beat the band um but I've never been able to grow zucchini very well Last year I did it in a raised pot and it was really good. This year I, you know, had the raised garden bed and it did really well. I'm hoping the ones, because I did put some out in the field, I'm hoping those ones will produce as well. Because I use zucchini in everything. Because I don't know if you know this, but you can tuck zucchini into everything. I put it in my tomato soups. I put it in my spaghetti sauce. And I put it in everything. And before you come at me going, well, I don't like zucchini. And my family doesn't like zucchini. Zucchini is really healthy for you. It's a dark green vegetable. Um, it's got fiber. It's got all the nutrients. And here's another amazing thing. When you cook it and blend it up, 
you can't taste it. Like I'm sure if you made a whole zucchini soup, you would taste zucchini. But if you put it with other things, it's not like you're going, oh, that's zucchini that I can taste in there. It's You're just not gonna. You're just not gonna. So it's a great way to add extra vegetables, especially if your family doesn't like them. So for example, I do something called a tomato starter. And I keep this in my freezer like all year round. So this is what I do is I take the Roma tomatoes and I take some onions and garlic and zucchini and I cut them all up into chunks and I put them in a roasting pan and drizzle everything with olive oil, salt and pepper, little garlic salt, and I roast it in the oven for about 45, 50 minutes. And it kind of gets that roasted vegetable look to it that, you know, is all over TikTok and Instagram and everywhere. And it looks amazing. And then what I do is I will put it in like a bowl or I have, I have a measuring cup from Tupperware. It's like, I don't know, it's like 20 years old, but it's, it's like a short fat jug, but it's really great to put stuff in because then I can use my immersion blender and blend it all up. And so this is what I put in and I got these from Amazon is there one liter clear plastic lidded containers and they were like I don't know I think you got like 30 of them for 15 bucks or something like that so like really cheap and they're great for storing soups in and stews and everything like that and you can put them in your fridge you can put them in your freezer but I put them in my freezer and I call it tomato starter because what I do is I put it immersion blend it and I put it in this container with nothing else into it so now and I leave it a little bit chunky, like not super chunky, like a little bit chunky. So now if I want to make, say, pasta sauce, or if I want to make a meatloaf, stuff like that, then I'm going to thaw that out and put it right in, like, you know, brown your ground beef and your onions, and then pour this over top, stir it up, great spaghetti sauce as your spices that you want to make a great spaghetti sauce. But... I can also take that same container, thaw it out, run the immersion blender through it again in the container that it was frozen in once it's thawed and make it really, really smooth, like really smooth. And then I can add it to a pot and I can add some chicken stock to it and a little bit of cream or half and half, depends on how creamy you like it. And it makes an amazing, amazing tomato soup. And so I can have grilled cheese and tomato soup at the drop of a hat. Homemade, really great. Just a couple buzzes with the immersion blender. Little chicken stock in the pot. That, little cream, heat it up. Grilled cheese, perfect. Or I can use it in pasta sauce or meatloaf or anything that you would use a tomato-based product. Anywhere where you're reaching for that cream of chicken or cream of tomato soup or that pasta sauce. Anything that you have that jar of pasta sauce or that can of cream of tomato soup, you can use this for. Just blend it up at different ratios. And it's so quick and easy to make and so cheap and it makes a lot. Like I can usually, when I do my pan, I can usually get three of those one liter containers full of this mixture. So that's at least three meals. And it was like no effort. Chop, 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 throw it in, olive oil, roast, done. And it keeps like amazingly in the free, it freezes well, it thaws well, and it tastes amazing. It'll be the best tomato soup you've ever eaten. 
it adds such amazing flavor to your pasta sauces. You know, to use, you could use it for like over spaghetti or, you know, in your lasagnas. Like I said, you know, give it a little few more pulses and add, have it as your tomato base in your, in your meatloaf or anything like that. If you need some sort of tomato base for any recipe that you're doing, you can use this. And so that's why I tend to grow the tomatoes and the onions and the, and, uh, the zucchini because I need it for those recipes because we eat a lot of stuff like that. Um, I also like to grow my own herbs. So in smaller pots, I have basil <clears throat> and I have parsley. Parsley is also my thing. I can grow like a shrub size parsley every year and like I do nothing. I don't know what magic, parsley magic I've got, but I've got it. And it's again, cut and come again. So you can keep cutting it. I chop it up, put it in a freezer bag. Same with my spinach. Chop it up, put it in a freezer bag. <coughs> I don't know why I've got such a dry throat today. So that way, I'm enjoying it throughout the season, but I can enjoy some of this stuff throughout the winter. I might not have enough of this tomato starter from my garden to go all the meals all winter long, but a lot of them. But I do tend to have enough basil and parsley to really last me through the winter until I can start growing it again. And so that's amazing. So I don't buy parsley. I really don't tend to buy spinach because I eat it fresh when I'm growing it and then I freeze it so I can put it in other things throughout the winter. So I tend not to buy parsley, spinach. Um, I'm, I'm, I was buying a little bit of tomatoes before mine started fruiting because I, I keep planting tomatoes. I, like I'll plant them early, plant them middle, plant them late. And so I've got a constant supply of tomatoes through the summer. So I, I'm only buying tomatoes from the store kind of like in that February, March, April period because I've gotten a lot in the freezer. And this, you know, sometimes I'll just throw them in a freezer bag and freeze them to make my mixture later. Sometimes I'll make the mixture right away and freeze that. But the nice thing is, is I'm replacing these things that normally I would be buying at the store on a regular basis with what I've grown at home. And that's the whole point of this is to reduce that grocery budget a little bit, have that joy from growing your own, from eating your own and having fun with it. I try different flowers every year and there is nothing I love more than picking a bouquet of flowers for my home of flowers that I've grown. And it does save a lot of money. So even if you are not the buy yourself a bouquet of flowers or your partner buys you a bouquet of flowers, start. Like start growing your own so that you can. Because it's really nice. In every magazine or thing that you watch about when they're doing the home, it's always a fresh bouquet of flowers and a nice candle burning and everything's clean. And whether or not you actually go and buy your flowers yet or you just wish you could, it'd be nice to have them. So growing your own is a great way. And it's a great way to do a color scheme too. Like for me personally, I like pink flowers. I want pink and, you know, a little bit of white flowers, maybe a little bit of, you know, that kind of greenery in there too. And so I grow it so that I can have the color palette of the flowers that I want so I'm not at the mercy of what happens to be at the store. So try it if you haven't already. Um, go back and listen to the gardening issue. And because I really go into more detail about how to set these two containers up. 
Um, again, if you have already started, I'd love to hear how it's going. Um, if you're able to, if you're at the point yet where you're going, oh, instead of buying this, I can pick this, or my flowers are coming up great, or just anything, what you've learned, what you're enjoying, what you found out about this process. Because I really believe that it's really good to do. It's good for our mental health. It's good for our physical health because we're eating healthier vegetables and herbs that haven't trekked all the way across the country to get to us. We know what's in them. And that sense of joy of just producing your own. There, there's nothing quite like it. There's really nothing quite like that, I have to say. You know, that's the homemaker in me, is, a, is the growing and the making and all that. But I'm very health conscious, and so I like to make sure that I'm, you know, eating as clean as I possibly can. And growing it in my backyard or out at the farm, it doesn't get any better than that, because I know exactly what has happened from seed to plate. Um, and like I said, I use organic soils, and I buy non-GMO, open-pollinated seeds where possible. Um, and I would suggest you do the same. You're just going to get a truer flavor. Um, you can get some heirloom varieties of things. You know, it's really fun to grow kind of purpley tomatoes. It's really fun to grow purpley beans. And the, and the purpley beans, I haven't grown them, but I'm pretty sure the purpley beans turn green as soon as you cook them anyway. So it's not like you're going to be serving your family purple beans. They're just fun to grow. But try it out. See how you feel about it. See what kind of joy that it sparks in your life. Really get to know the things that you eat and try to grow parts of that recipe on your own. And definitely, definitely, definitely get a garden journal. I will link the one that I made in the show notes. I'm still figuring out the whole show notes thing, so bear with me. Um, but I will try to link them in some show notes of where you can get a really good garden journal. I'm kind of biased because I made it. Um, but I, I like to write down everything. So I know as I'm planning for next year what worked, what didn't, when it worked, how it worked. Did it take longer than I thought or was it quicker than I thought? Um, I, wasn't, I wasn't expecting a zucchini when I went to the raised garden bed today. I was so shocked. I was taking pictures and then all of a sudden I was like, what is that? And I reached down and sure enough, it's this foot-long zucchini. And I was like, that is amazing. That is 100% amazing. And it just put a huge smile on my face. So as always, here on the Mama Mentor Podcast, I talk about what works for me, what brings me joy, and the things that I do in my life. Take what's going to work for you and toss the rest. Because life is too short to be having someone constantly tell you what to do. Hope you're having a good week. I will talk to you in the next one. Love you tons. Bye-bye.